Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. to the nightcap right here on Visa. Dave Ross in for Tim Murray because he is on assignment, gentlemen, doing the Las Vegas Bowl today. So I get to step in on a Thursday night to hang out with Derek Stevens and Big Balls. And, of course, Sean King, our Super Bowl champion quarterback at Visa. Uh, very quickly, Sean, I don't get the opportunity to be a rookie much more at my age, my advancing age. But this is going to be my first New Year's in Vegas. Nice. So I, okay. Is this your first two? Or you... I've been here before for okay. New Year's. Yes. You have been. <laughs> yes. So I got to ask Derek and Big Balls, what do you, like, how do you prepare with all the college football that you got to gamble on, right? You got to have some, partake of some beverages. You got to prepare and show patience to get through the New Year. With all those different time zones, you got to call people from all over the country. How do you do it? Well, you know, very clearly, if it's your first weekend in Vegas, <laughs> first New Year's in Vegas, uh, people have done this many, many times. We enjoy first the newbies. First, yeah, yeah you like the newbies. Now I will tell you, you got to be more strategic than you are in Circuit Survivor. <laughs> this is a long process. Right. New Year's is a forty-eight hour day. Oh, so it really, started. It started already. Oh yeah, it started. It started for us. We announced it at four p.m. today. Kickoff of the Michigan State game. Michigan State Pitt. You have to pace yourself. You have groups coming in, limos coming in. You have to watch flight aware. How are the how are the players coming in? Are the limos all set up? All that, and then you got to prepare for tonight because tonight is when people really show up and they come in hot. They come in hot. And they come in. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, you're flying four hours. Yeah. You get very thirsty. Oh, very yeah. thirsty. You're very thirsty and all that. And then all of a sudden the games are on. And we got late. And then we got the late night game with the with the with the Vegas Bowl. And you got to be prepared for early, but then you have to also prepare. What's your outfit? Right. You got to oh. have a daytime outfit. You got to have an afternoon is it, outfit. Is this the daytime or is this the afternoon? No, this is my New Year's Eve <laughs> Eve outfit. <laughs> Eve Eve. This is well thought through, fellas. Hey, I have already contacted NCAA, and I said, listen, my guy Derek is trying to run a business. Why would you not have the semifinal games on the actual first? Mm. Yeah. I mean, what a scheduling snafu by the NCAA. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, we're not fans of it. And But also yeah. remember, next year, also remember next year, same thing, New Year's Eve. Right, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Right. I mean, NCAA, can you get something right, please? Well, that's part of the pacing, though, right? So you're going to have these early starts out here at Circus Sportsbook. Yeah. So i got to imagine it's like it's jumping already, but tomorrow it's going to be crazy, right? Yeah, I some of I'm already going through my outfit. <clears throat> I need a little help putting my tuxedo on. So my tuxedo <laughs> line at 415. 
exactly 4:15. I have to be full tuxed up. 4:30 kickoff for the uh, for the Michigan uh, Michigan Georgia game. We have three dinners here, so Mike Palm and I are going to speak over at uh, at at the seven o'clock dinner at the D. We have a 5:30 dinner, a seven o'clock dinner, 7:30 dinner. Then we got Legacy, and Legacy is the best view in all of Vegas to see the whole Las Vegas events. Uh, Las so Vegas. it's a show. Now, are you going to hire someone to just carry? Uh, iPad so that you can watch the game while you're because I mean this is right in the middle of Michigan versus Georgia. It's funny you ask, Sean. <laughs> you see how we roll? We will not miss a play. I guarantee you that. What do you? Oh uh, guys- yeah, we would like to welcome you to the touchdown Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep one eye open always, and that game is going to be amazing. I, I got to wonder though, are you guys seeing people come in? From like Michigan backers, Alabama people, Cincinnati people, are they starting to show and post? And is it going to be like that real collegiate atmosphere tomorrow? Yeah, you know, um, I'll just give you a little business answer in that 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 we thought with uh, with COVID and with a few other things we would see a higher than normal uh, percentage of uh, of no shows. And then and then when you have all these flight issues throughout mm, the country, right? So you know, our list went pretty deep. I mean, with our three dinners. Um, we went in with a pretty heavy wait list, and uh, and it's amazing because more and more people are every one that cancels out, we're we're, we're rebooking. We had 100 and, uh, 140 cancels uh, in the last 48 hours, wow. but we've had 130 new bookings. So our hosts, I mean, our hosts like guys like Banksy and what Wilbo used to do. I mean, we have a whole army of hosts, so I mean, they're actively working working the phones, and we're trying to m- make sure we're okay. But so far. I mean, people are coming in hot. They're coming in ready. They're coming in loaded. I was on the plane. I mean, I, I landed yesterday, uh, last night, and the whole entire plane was filled. You know, I'm from Michigan, flew in from Michigan after the holidays, and the whole plane was filled with Michigan fans. Awesome. So I'm definitely going to see a lot of collegiate fan bases here. We've seen yeah. that number come down, right? The Cincinnati-Alabama number hasn't moved. It's been 13 and a half. It's pretty much stayed there all week, right? We were talking about this a little bit pre-show, Sean and myself. That number for Michigan has come down. Is, you guys think it's going to keep coming down? Or if you're a Michigan man, you better get it now. Well, I I think um, I think it's going to be tough for it to come down too close to a seven. Right. I think uh, I think you got a lot of sharp guys, SEC guys, uh, professional players. Um, could it get to seven? I would say yeah, but um, I think it's unlikely it gets to a seven. I think seven and a half is a solid number. The base. The base of volume that Matt Metcalf and Chris Bennett have put on this game is pretty huge. So yeah. it's gonna take it's gonna take something substantial or it's gonna take some new information. Look at this. Michigan State mm. did not make the two point conversion. Twenty one sixteen right and, now. And, uh, and and I would tell you it's gonna take a lot to move it. It's gonna have to be breaking news, um, um, an opt out or a COVID situation or a whole slew of really smart batters that made a play. I think the number's right. Uh, when the conference championships, championship games ended, I was all in on Michigan. Michigan money line. I didn't need the points. I'm terrified of my opinion now because it <laughs> seems like everyone I talk to is on Michigan. Does mm-hmm. the money reflect that currently? Well, I can tell you right now, um, right now, as a house, we're going to need Georgia. Really? Uh, at, at this point. Now, the thing about me saying we're going to need Georgia, it's uh, it's a long time to kick. Right. I mean, we're looking at exactly 24 hours to kick off right now. And the way um, wagering has gone and the way, uh, way hotel rooms booked, 
the the booking window has gotten much more tight. Mm-hmm. So we will see more than 50% of the action on the game in the last 90 minutes. So it's a little early to say, but but right now it's been all Michigan as far as uh, as far as the handle goes, both money line and spread. Yeah, it makes me nervous. I don't generally like to be on the side of the public, uh-huh. yeah, but I feel nice. like I am right in the middle of the boat, and everyone's on this side, and I'm trying to figure out. But if we were on that boat early, right, right when the number came in, right. does it make it feel a little bit better than people just joined on the boat with us? It does, but the boat's still leaning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Sean, the boat was going one way uh, in the last couple of days, and the boat's been right. I it mean, has. The, the, yeah. the books have been smoked here because it's all been late steam, yeah. big, big moves. And guess what happened? The sun rose this morning. Mm-hmm. And something changed. Next thing you know, we have we have North Carolina at ten and a half, closes at thirteen and a half, Oof. and they get smoked by They're South right. Carolina. They're right. And and today, today has definitely been a uh, house day, which is completely different than the way the last four days right. in uh, uh Houston been. went from getting points to the favorite at kick, Air Force, the yep. same thing. Last night, uh not last night, two nights ago, I'm sitting here and uh Texas Tech is playing um who was Texas? Uh, oh, that was against Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. The Pirates. And it's Mike minus Leach. 10, and I go put a wager in, and then 10 minutes later, right before it kicked, it goes to 8.5. And, and they were right. I mean, you could tell from the first snap that Texas Tech oh, was the right side in that. Oh, that game was over the that. first drive. Yeah. And I was on Mississippi State, closed out some parlays. Not that I'm bitter at Mike Leach. But it was just, it was god-awful. And you could tell, too, when the money came down, I went, oh, I'm on the wrong side of this. He's got to work on his facial expression. Like, when they're losing, and he's sitting on the side, like, oh. You know, he had an edible, you know, in the locker room before the game. Like, jeez. That's great TV. (laughs) Big balls, when you're on that flight and everybody's coming in from Michigan, because I've got a lot of Michigan people just came in, moved here from Chicago. So a lot of people are like, love, hate Harbaugh. If he doesn't win tomorrow, does all that pressure go back to Michigan now? Because now it feels like, to Sean's point, everybody's kind of expecting them to win, even though they're still getting seven and a half. Well, you know, as a Michigan State graduate, uh, I think uh, I would hope that the pressures, you know, it's not all on Harbaugh because I want to see him at Michigan. Oh, forever. you don't? You want him? To I want to see him at Michigan. Oh, oh I see how it is. Yep. So you know, I, and then again, I've, as a Michigan, when I was at Michigan State, I've been in the shoes of these now Michigan people, and we got our uh, our butts kicked thirty nine to nothing against Alabama in that semifinal. That's right. So. I can see that happening again. I stay up late, so I watch a lot of conspiracy-based shows. So uh, my hot take, as you know, Mr. Stevens, is that this will be, or the championship game will be Jim Harbaugh's last game on the sideline at Michigan. He will be the next coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh. Wow. (laughs) That is his dream job. It is. I do know that because I've got some people that went to high school with Harbs. And he got accomplished what he came to Michigan to accomplish. He beat Ohio State. He won a Big Ten championship. Oh, Sean, you're bringing this stuff up on air. This is the stuff we talk about over there. <laughs> wow. Come on. Come on. Look at those futures odds for the next coach of uh, X team. Some insider information there. Uh, very quickly, gentlemen, you mentioned, Derek, it's 21-16 right now. Pittsburgh live number there. Pittsburgh minus 4.5. That total around 43.5 right now. Uh, I know that, Sean, you're on Michigan Sparty. State, I need Sparty. I need the fighting Wilbos. Let's go, baby. <laughs> what's, so, a, what's the number? I mean, the number, the number today – when you, when you say you need Pitt or you need Michigan State, the number's been all over. People so I have Michigan State plus three. People right. use Michigan yeah. State minus three and right. a half. This I, is unbelievable. I have a money line. Okay. Yeah, I was not trusting Mel Tucker with points. Oh, my goodness. Make a tackle. Oh, my God. <laughs>
Derek, have you seen a lot more in-game play in the bowl season this year? Oh, it's been huge. I mean, uh, in-game in bowls because of the lack of pre-kickoff bets. Yeah. In-game has really now become more handle than the games. And games like this, I mean, today has been really an unbelievable day of handle. And uh, a lot of it has to, a lot of it's due to in-game. I wish I had done more in-game, say, for the Mississippi State game, because you could gauge right away the Tony right. Center after a drive. And you're like, oh, I'm already on the wrong side. I just feel like in-game so much pressure. Like, it's there, then it's not there. Then it's there, then it's not there. <laughs> you got to like, be quick. You don't really get a chance to think through it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, these guys aren't going anywhere. Just getting a kickstart here in the nightcap. When we come back, we're going to discuss why this fish is right here on the table tonight. Come on back. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. On the and Dave Ross alongside Derek Stevens, Big Balls, and Sean King. We know that Banksy is at the Las Vegas Bowl tracking down Tim Murray, who's doing sidelines tonight. Uh, Derek, right now it's getting tight here in the uh, one last game, uh, bowl game before we get to that one. Michigan State right now holding on to that five-point lead. How are you, you feeling right now? Um, we're okay. I'm a You're Michigan right? State fan. I'm rooting for Sparty. You root for Sparty? I am rooting for Sparty. Okay, down five right now as they get ready to uh, go into the fourth quarter here. So we'll see if they can make that comeback. The, the live number just jumped off the page. But again, last glance, we saw Pittsburgh four-and-a-half-point favorites 
as they're into the fourth quarter now. Uh, Big Boss, I know that you have a take from Banksy for his play of the night. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, breaking news. Uh, you know, in, in between segments, I had to give him a call and see what he was thinking. You know, he's at the game. He's got his feet on the ground. Uh, he said Wisconsin. I'm not sure if that's money line. Not mm. sure if that's spread. I think it was spread. So we're going with Wisconsin. Seven and a half now, gentlemen. It was as high as eight. So small money uh, move back to Arizona State here, seven and a half. Eight and a half here, though, at Circa. So most of the money here is coming in on the Badgers. Right, but I want to go back on, on something. If uh, if you're watching this on a replay, yeah. based upon the new technology that uh, Bill Eady brought in, <laughs> you hit that little button that goes back 15 seconds. Yeah. Go back to what you said. If Banksy was thinking, I lost you after that. <laughs> That's not fair. He can't, he can't defend him. I know he right can't, but, but what did you say Banksy was thinking about this? Well, or, he answered the phone, and then he spit out a name. I, I, w- I would tell you guys, for sure, Banksy made a couple plays on the way. He loved Wisconsin. Yeah. Today, so I, I, know, I know he loved it. I do, too. Arizona State's best offensive player, the running back, is out. He opted out. And – Wisconsin is like one of those teams you can trust come bowl season. They show up, they shoot their regular. You know, it's not one of these teams that comes out. You're like, I mean, who is this? You know, well, it's don't interesting. Don't talk down yet. They got a chance here. Sean, it's interesting you say that, though, about Wisconsin. Because I said earlier when, when North Carolina laid the egg today, and I put it on Twitter, I said, a short list of the most disappointing teams this year, North Carolina. And then one of my Chicago boys fired back Bucky Badger at me. And I thought, you know, they really were underwhelming early in the year, but they got hot late. It feels like Graham Mertz kind of didn't turn it over as much. Do you think now, Sean, that they're finally getting back to being Wisconsin? We thought they'd be the and, and Yeah, I think it's relative. I mean, they finished 8-4. and four. So, I mean, there are a lot of teams right now that coach would, would take that. Yeah, would take 8-4. and four. I just look at it like some teams, bowl games matter. Right. And some teams, it's kind of just a laissez-faire. Let's go have some time. I think uh, Wisconsin's head coach is 5-1. and one. In bowl games, I'm very familiar with them because a lot of times they've ended up in the Outback Bowl mm-hmm. in Tampa. And, and they show up and they give a honest account of who you think they are. So I like whiskey tonight. I like them big. Mm. Paul Chris does normally prepare his teams well. Look, I, I love Herm Edwards. It's hard not to like the guy. It's been an up-and-down season, I think, for, for the Sun Devils as well. But I think there were a lot of expectations for them. So let's see if they got left something left in the tank. And the total here, gentlemen, 42. Mm. Just not expecting a lot of points tonight. No, not at all. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get a text to get some inside information. I want to see what the crowd ratio is. Do you think there's going to be more Wisconsin It's interesting. Or... I, so, I'll, I'll get, it's so I'll get fascinating it. you brought that up. I will get a think, live update here real you quickly. You would think Arizona State, but when Iowa State, State, Arizona State. Right. Yeah, I've when Iowa State Arizona played State. here, I saw Iowa State fans everywhere. I, I thought Wisconsin would be here in bulk, and I really haven't seen a lot of Sparty fans. Mm. Yeah, I, I, normally you would think – that they would be like Wisconsin normally travels well, right? Like Madison's a great college atmosphere. If you've ever been there, you would think they would travel well. Maybe it's some of the, the restrictions of people. Freak, I don't know if that's the case, but yeah, I think Arizona State so far feels like that's kind of the tone and tenor. On a personal, you know, I have definitely seen more Arizona State fans than Wisconsin fans here. I, I would have thought three weeks ago, three weeks ago, I would have thought Allegiant would have been 75% uh, Bucky Ben. Me too. Mm-hmm. But I do not know. This is my first text, so I'm, I'm doing this live. Right, you're on doing your, well, yeah, live Ooh. homework. By the way, Sparty is on the move. They've got a first down now. Sean King fired up at yeah, about yeah. the 35 of Pittsburgh. He's also on the Michigan State basketball team right there. Really? Yep. 
number six, double dipping. He's yep. doing Mel the good Tucker. Lord's work right now because I'm pulling from a pocket. You guys continue. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see if they can continue this drive here. But again, this would have been a great live scenario here if you got in it when Pittsburgh was yeah. up 21-10, yeah. if you had the, the big balls, so to speak, to go ahead and, and make a, a run in the Spartans there. Because again, down 11, kind of looked like they were dead. Here they are back from the dead. Oh, there's a flea flicker. And that's in the, oh, in the coverage. Yeah, I, in the I coverage. would say on, on the end game, one of the things you, when you mentioned in the last segment was think about how these games have played out. When you had North Carolina, South Carolina, we had a lot of in-game. And then Purdue, Tennessee today. Oh, that must have been a wild I mean, swing. I mean, the, the flow on in-game after that with the way the, with the volatility of the games was unbelievable. And today, actually, we've seen the same thing. We, we've seen Whew. almost every big break. People are pounding Michigan State right now. Okay, so let's see if they can continue this. This might have been the dumbest play call in the history of college football. What you just saw? Michigan State's running backs have rushed for a combined 38 yards the entire game. They just tried a flea flicker. (laughs) Now, who in the world do they think was going to believe they were running the ball? Third and 10 now, Sean. (laughs) Hey, at least you're in four down territory for Mel Tucker. Generally, you run flea flickers when you're having success running the ball. You know, safeties are getting active. Somebody on this, somebody up here. I wonder does that ten-year, ninety-five million contract have like a? And uh, might know when it's a good time to go for a return. Flea. So what do you think? You're third and ten, third and ten. You're down five. What are you calling, Sean? King? Well, it's definitely two-down territory. I mean, you've got to have two plays in mind. Are you going to get pressure? And if you are, you have to have something quick. If not, I would not be against actually QB draw here. Okay. Act like you're going to throw it. Have the running back as an extra blocker lead through. Oh, would timeout. Be, would be my call. Pittsburgh's taking a timeout. So they got two timeouts left. Still plenty of time here in regulation. But this is a big drive here for Sparty backers as they are down five, third and ten, deep in Pittsburgh territory. Did you get the homework done? Yeah, but Banksy does better with visuals and pictures. <laughs> you want to send me a percentage. He just sent me a he, he just sent, look at this. He sent me a whole movie. I'll show it to all everybody over here. He sent me the whole movie. He's like I, I, I actually don't know. I, I, but what I can tell you, he is on the sideline. Of course he is. Right. And uh, we're trying to figure it out. I see so, a Michigan jersey in there. A Michigan jersey is made I, I, to the Las Vegas Bowl. Okay. Need percentages. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if we can get some clarification there. I can see oh, Banksy texting back. What? Uh, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I can see him just saying, what is he talking about? And not responding. He he actually just sent it to you and me. Yeah, I know. I'm getting the same text. Check your phone. So we got Banksy's play. Big Balls, do you have a play already for the weekend that you really like? Yeah, so normally, well, always, my Big Balls play uh, of the week are NFL. Okay. I don't want to, you know, we're talking all college football. It is college football playoffs and stuff like that. But... The game that everyone is really looking into this weekend is the Seattle Seahawks for the Detroit Lions. Huge. I know everyone's really paying attention to that. But I'm telling you, as a diehard Detroit Lions fan my whole entire life, these Lions will find a way to potentially win this game. So I am taking the Detroit Lions plus the points. I was just like, getting seven right now, they've been a cover machine for the biting kneecaps that well, are Dan Campbell and they, Dan, Dan Talca. Oh, am I right? Yeah, I mean, they find a they way bite. to make their situation worse as long as the season goes. Do you feel better or worse that Jared Goff is back? I don't think it matters. I, 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 think, I think that the Lions as a franchise, as a whole, 
will put themselves in a worse situation as they were the week prior. So, you know, we would lose this game. Right. And we have a better draft pick. No, 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 no. We're going to win this game. We're going to beat Seattle. And and then we're in a worse situation after what that. What was it? Two people that had the Falcons in Survivor yep. last week? Oh, and Tim, and Tim Boyle wow. was on the eight with a chance to win it. And, he and threw it right to the, the linebacker. Falcons linebacker. Yep. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. TB12. You only have what? Is it down to six now? TB12. Tim Boyle as well. In Survivor? Five. We're five. down to five. Are five. we going to talk about this now? No, well, we we got about 90 seconds before we have to take a break. You want to wait? Are we, how are we going to do this in 90 seconds? No, 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 no. Why, can you guys is... hang out longer or do you have to go? I got nowhere to be. Mm -hmm. Well, then just hang I out. I got yeah, two yeah. drinks. Can, I got a trout in front what? of me. What else do you want right, on we, Thursday we, said, night? we have to get to the story of the trout. We got to get to Survivor because we're down to five. We got drama right now here with Sparty down by five. People are actually praying on the sidelines. I never know if that helps or not. But it's a third and ten for Mel Tucker. We're getting ready for the Las Vegas kickoff. And Tim Murray is there with, with uh, Banksy. He's there as well. So we have so much stuff to get to here, gentlemen. But right now, Sean King is living and dying with this third down. Oh! We got a big first oh! down. Johnny on the spot. Let's so Sparty. go, Sparty. The camera just went out of focus. This is getting crazy right here yeah. with the Peach Bowl. So, again, it's a yeah. five-point yep. game. In-game has just gone off as they are expecting points here from Sparty. And I got to – there's no oh, way we're kicking that? field goals this late. So you got to think it's four down territory. And touchdown. it looks like it's yes. 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 Well, let's Rock make that sure that it stands. Rock it. Because oh, it looks like Reed's got the six. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. But, gentlemen, it's going to get even more interesting. This will again, be the most interesting two-point conversion you've ever yes, seen. Yes, it was one and a half. Yes, the D. Sparty was one and a half. It's the touchdown holds. So it's 22-21. They're going to go for two. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we're talking Survivor. We're talking Circa. Trout. Trout. We got it all. Don't go anywhere. Drinks galore. Come on back. It's the Nightcap here on Nissan. The Sports Betting Network. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Back here on the Nightcap, Dave Ross alongside Shot King, Big Balls, and Derek Stevens. And we've got a lot of drama, gentlemen. Just outside of two minutes ago, Sparty up three. The two point conversion was good. So right now they're not covering all numbers because we saw what close around three and a half. Yeah. And this number really moved a lot. If you got it earlier in the week, Michigan State was about one and a half, up to two, two and a half years. So they are covering some, but not all. But Sean King, you're not out of the woods yet, my friend. Pittsburgh oh, has the ball back here still over two minutes. The ago. one thing I've learned, it's not over till it's <laughs> over, brother. But I'm in a much better location than I was about 30 seconds of game time ago. So exactly I'm going right. to celebrate this slight, you know, hey, the usher came down. Yep. Oh, excuse me, sir, your front row seats are now available. <laughs> <laughs> well, as well, we'll keep updating you there. Well, let's get to Survivor here, gentlemen, because it is fascinating. You're down to five. There, there are just five remaining here. So if you're one of those five, what do you do at this point? How do you handicap the home stretch to try to make sure you bring home the winning ticket? Yeah, it's really amazing. You know, we were so happy when we got down to 40, and we always said that we wanted these 40 circuit survivors to be able to make a cash. And uh, they're all in positions to do that. I, I believe many have because of the way they've hedged it out. And, uh, you know, I want to celebrate these circuit survivors because to get here – I mean, this is an open contest. Like right. in golf, it's like the U.S. Open. You, this is an open, 
open country. 4,000 participants. And now all around America, we're looking at, at these five, final five contestants, rooting them on, thinking about what they did back in week four, what they did in week eight. And, you know, there's a couple of guys. Let me call out Return of Survivor. Like, Return of Survivor 2, really amazing, amer- amazing entry. On Thursday night, before on the Christmas week, mm-hmm. he took the Titans. Mm-hmm. The only one alive, and he was within a two-team parlay of a scoop of the Circus Survivor, the full six million, you know. Wow. But then all of a sudden we had we had some other contestants that came in and they made it, helped by a non-call mm-hmm. on a PI call on the Browns game. So now we're down to five. But look at these five: Chris Piper, Mike Cool, on top two four seven, Return of Survivor two, and Syracuse Hawkeyes. So I will tell you personally, I do not know any of the individuals. Okay. I do know some of what they're doing and some of what they're thinking because um, our CFO, Susan Hitch, who you were talking out mm-hmm. there with uh, about an hour ago, mm-hmm. like we've seen a lot of lot of money come in and they're all wiring money in and uh, they're all they're all developing their strategy. So it's it's pretty interesting. What I what I love about about Circus Survivor and really bringing this to America, this Survivor, the 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 fact that this is a chess match mm-hmm. and so strategic. Now people understand when I'm joking around a year and a half ago with Paulie Howard and Follow the Money about the Merlin reversal and all the different strategies, oh. how you got to work your way backward and all that type of thing because it's so important. Now who's left? Look at Return of Survivor on his particular um, options. You know he does not have. Many of the many of the options available to others. Right. So, but he also has the biggest the biggest um, opportunity or risk. Was he going to take the Seahawks? Mm. Was he going to take against the Fighting Lions, the Bears? Tough oh, to think you're going to take the Saints, but he has the Buccaneers laying right there for him. But if you do that, he blows the million dollar bonus opportunity. So. So this is guy where you got to weigh out. Do you think you're going to win the six million dollars? Do you think you're going to be part of the chop of the six million, or do you have enough guts or thought process or strategic value to think I'm going to take someone else and then save that for the million dollar bonus on on the last week of the season? That is pressure. You get this far right, and it should be celebrated. But now, if you're one of the remaining five, I mean, you got to be sweating this thing out. Like, I don't know what would be tougher, navigating these final couple weeks here or surviving your first New Year's. But I got to think that they're both very close at this juncture. And you see the look of consternation on Sean King's face. The Sparty is blowing this thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Derek. I'm sorry. I know we're in circle. And congratulations. I mean, amazing uh, accomplishment to get this far. I'm very interested in your opinion on, specifically the entry with the Bucks. Mm. Do you just... Say, I guarantee that I'm getting to next week and I'll deal with it because you know your other contestants. Yes! Look at that. Yes! Marty takes no flags. Back. No yeah. flags. No flags. No flags. No oh, flags. And by the way, he's, they're going to cover all numbers all with numbers. the pick six. Look oh, wow. That. So there it is. Okay, Good now I can relax. I can, I can take oh, the crinkles man. out of the top of my forehead. <laughs> I felt so bad because, like, Derek was doing such an eloquent job of explaining Survivor, <laughs> and he kept looking at me, and I'm, I'm transfixed. I saw the look in his face, Derek. The Spartans got fourth Boom. and ten, 
man, like all the DBs are like playing 15 yards deep and they give up a, a first down. So well, I, I apologize. Back. So back to Survivor. <laughs> Congratulations, Sean. What a game. Right. Congratulations. The wrong way pickup huh? is that for the Sparty fans <laughs> right there. So back to Survivor. I'm sorry. So how difficult right now of a decision does, because the entry with the Bucks is Return of Survivor 2, knowing that your other competitors do not have the Bucks, and there are also some other double-digit games that no one has. No one has the Patriots, who I think are big favorites. Yep. And there's one other uh, large favorite that, that none of the entries have. As much as you want to save the Bucks for that million, you know your other contestants have basically 50-50 games. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean. So you look at Michael and our other contestant here. They both have the Chiefs available as well. So theoretically, the million-dollar bonus could get chopped on a three-way deal. So how do you evaluate that million-dollar bonus? Mm-hmm. What's it worth? Is it worth a million or is it worth a third of a million? Because you have to figure out what the other guys are going to be playing. That's how you got to evaluate what the million dollar bonus is. Wow. Worth. So if I'm evaluating the other two contestants mm-hmm. that may save the Chiefs for the last week, I may only evaluate the the million dollar bonus worth three hundred thirty three thousand. So I got to think through that and I got to weigh that math out and figure out what to do. At the end of the day. Let me let me. I'm I'm not going to ask you. I'm not asking Wellball. I'm not asking. I'm going to ask you, Sean, as an athlete, and I I view this as an athletic competition. Mm-hmm. Same thing. All changes. We can all all be over here. I mean, I I love the fact we brought Survivor to America. Right. But I also know making the decision in here is different when you're playing on the field. When you got 1.2 million on the line, man. Or when you got a million as a bonus. You know, what Tyson, like what Tyson say, you know, all your strategy goes out as soon as you get hit in the mouth, right? right? <laughs> I mean, think about that. If you're one of the players, you got to evaluate liquidity. You got to evaluate your own situation. This is a whole different thing. I could say, I think the value is to not take Tampa this week to do and, and save it for the last week, but. It's easy to say it over here. It's a lot different when you got to hit the button. You're right. And what's fascinating about the entries that have the Chiefs is you've done such a great job of getting to this point. The Chiefs have won, what, nine games in a row? Mm. So the percentages say at some point they're going to lose. So they're on the road playing a really good Cincinnati team who can lock up the AFC North with a victory. And what's even more scary is if you don't take them this week, uh, Andy Reid 100% is going to sit all of his starters next week. Absolutely. And they're the late game. Yes. That's, that's also the yeah. That's why Return of Survivor has to evaluate, will the Kansas City people take Kansas City if they sit every single starter in the last week? It's a whole different dynamic. How do you evaluate? It's a lot. And, and most people are probably going to say, okay, the Bears because they're playing the Giants, but am I really going to trust a five-win team for $6 million? Mm. I mean, Seattle just lost at home. I mean, it looks like they've already bought tickets for the offseason. Right even though they're playing the Lions like – and I agree with you about the Bucks and the million, but, man, oh, man, I feel pretty good that Tampa – because Tampa, their last two games matter because they probably won't be able to get the number one seed. But the difference between having the second seed versus the third seed is very important second round of the playoffs mm-hmm. because of where you're going or if, you're, if someone's coming to you. So Tampa's still playing to potentially have a second round home game at Ray J. You know, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about hey, you got a one point two million dollar ticket. You're if you if you feel real good about getting to the next week, your ticket might be worth one point five, your ticket might be worth two. 
I, I think the value on saving it for the million is less. I want to live to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Me too. I just want to get to next week. I deal with what I'm going to do next week, next week. Because, see, I tried this too smart for school thing, and I got knocked out in week two. That wound is still open. It hadn't healed yet. <laughs> well, as the uh, Visa nightcap survivor champ, uh, I would uh, definitely put my money on the Bucks and not take Seattle, which a lot of people have. Because, like I said, big balls play of the week. Is the Lions, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Don't mess around. Money on on Seattle. All right, that's the Take advice. The Take the Buccaneers lay uh, against the Jets this week. But again, yeah, probably good advice. And the other double-digit game you mentioned, it's the Bills. Right. They've got a, none a, of them have the Bills. No, nobody's got the Bills, yep. and they're fourteen-point favorites against Atlanta. You would think they'd take care of business there. All right, we got to take another break. It's over. Thirty-one twenty-one is the final. I are you breathe. sticking around? Or no, we're out. You're out of here. My trout only, our trout only works on NFL days. Yeah, only on Sundays. Only on Sundays. At Circuit Trout. At Circuit Trout. At the Circuit. only undefeated professional fantasy football team. You guys are a lot of fun. You know that. Great having Big Balls and Derek Stevens in studio as always. Congratulations to Sean King and Sparty. They do get the win, thirty-one twenty-one. Getting ready for Wisconsin and Arizona State. Come on back. It's the nightcap here on Veasan, the sports betting network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Nightcap is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. 
Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 1,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Zinn.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Dave Ross in for Tim Murray tonight on the nightcap alongside Sean King. Sean, Tim Murray is at the Las Vegas Bowl right now, and he's probably already had an update or two because... Arizona State got the ball first. Jaden Daniel, not so good, my friend. Picked Scotty in business. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Paul Chris fan. I'm a huge Wisconsin fan from a program standpoint, how they approach bowl games, how they show up. So I'm excited. I have uh, Wisconsin. I got the number at minus seven. I think it closed at eight, eight and a half some places. So even though I don't have the best number, actually uh, the, on the graphic, it was all the way up to nine and a half. I, I'm not on the the, the terrible side of the coin either so I do think Wisconsin win this by double digits so I think everyone who's on that side should be okay I know our good friend Derek Stevens you know was was leveraged pretty heavily towards Pitt <laughs> but and maybe the excitement level is a little bit different right, from, from right. uh, Michigan State backers again I had Sparty two at one and a half earlier in the week uh, but obviously that was an incredible fourth quarter where you're going in this thing down 21-10 for the Spartans for those who might have missed it uh, down 21-10 and they roll off 21 unanswered to get the 31-21 win, cover all the numbers. And again, pre-flop, I have to take a look, but I believe the over, uh, it was back in play. It might not have gotten there all the way with 52 because it was a dead under. But again, in-play scenarios there, I'm sure that those... 55 and a half. So it didn't hit the pre-flop number of 55 and a half, but it does close at 52. We mentioned this game here with Wisconsin and Arizona State, and again, a very low pre-flop number of 42. When you see the early turnover... And you wonder if the Sparties and Graham Mertz right now, they're going to have a, a third down here outside of field goal range. If you get points early, are you more apt to hop in in-game, or do you kind of like to wait and say, man, I, I got the good number pre-flop, I'm not going to chase anything? So I am not one that chases in-game. Uh, I'm a guy that likes to think through things. You know, uh, I evaluate a lot of different information. Mm-hmm. And when I make a decision, I tend to just stick with it. You know, I love the in-game opportunities. I still think they put a lot of pressure on you to make decisions extremely fast. Yeah. I mean, numbers change based on first downs, completions, you know. You come back from the TV timeout. You've got like a three-minute window to make up your mind. And I find it hard to play in-game and watch the game. Yeah. So a lot of times, unless something – like, for instance, I had a regular bet on Mississippi State. I thought Mississippi State was the right side. After the first drive, I knew they weren't. So then I went in-game and took Texas Tech money line. Like, in those instances, I'll do it. That's a good way to head. Right, because I could tell the energy was different. Looked like one team wanted to be there. Looked like the other team didn't. Yep. So uh, in those situations, I will. But I'm not a person that just sits and, like, kind of chases or or, or looks for different things in-game all the time. We're seeing these numbers flop as we speak. Graham Mertz with a big-time play. They've got a first and goal. So now the live number to that point, Sean. 12 and a half for Scotty right now, and the, the over has ticked up from the preflop 42 to 44 and a half. So, again, you see how these numbers, to your point, Sean, they literally switch. Yes, based play on the first play. down. Yeah. So, you got to get in if you're going to get in quick. I do think where the real value is in in game betting is if you liked Arizona State tonight and you still fully believe that Arizona State can keep this game competitive. Now you're getting a great number because right. they're probably going to jump up to over two touchdowns. 
you know, I don't think that's the right move. But as we were talking in-game betting, I think there is some value in these situations, especially when it's the underdog that scores first and you get a much better lumber on the favorite than you did at close. Well, it's 7 nothing uh, now as the PAT is good for Wisconsin. So as we mentioned here, boy, that didn't take long, just a minute 34 for Wisconsin to capitalize on that turnover. And to your point, these numbers are going to jump up now. So I think that is great advice for the in-game wager out there. If you're, you've got a conviction, mm-hmm. I don't know why you would at this state after what you've seen from Arizona State here. Just 1140, uh, just still to go here in the first quarter. They're already down 7 nothing. But if you do, right now you're going to get 13 and a half. Excuse me, 14 and a half. It's gone right. up again. Over two touchdowns. 14 and a half right now if you want to back forks up here. Very quickly, with Herm Edwards, I have an affinity for the man. It's hard not to root for, for mm-hmm. Herm to have success. What's happened this year at Arizona State? Can you put a finger on? It's been an indifferent season, it feels like. Well, I- I think this is who Arizona State is. Uh, they came into this game. Their record is what is Arizona? I, I want to say. I want to say. Six I hate six. when my iPad freezes on air. This is the worst, <laughs> and it won't move. But uh, I think they won seven or eight games. But they were still a disappointment in Pac-12, right? We so, thought we thought they were going to be. So so let's go back to when Herm first got the job. Yep. The program was in turmoil. It was in disarray. So they brought Herm in to write the ship, to get the ship stable. Uh, what is it? Uh, that That's still solid. Two, you, five, that's seven. That's eight so wins. Eight wins. I mean, that's the same record Wisconsin had. So he's still winning. Uh, I don't think they have the best players when okay. they play Oregon or when they play Utah or when they play Southern Cal. So it's still, from a recruiting standpoint, not an elite position, but they're stable now. And I know right. they had some recruiting issues during COVID, but mm-hmm. overall, the program is healthy. It's in a much better place. They're graduating their kids. They're starting to put guys into the National Football League at a more consistent rate. And I think Arizona State's a program, you win eight games a year. You compete for a Pac-12 championship every three, four years. You're completely happy with that. And, you know, I think Herm's doing a great job, actually, to be honest, because I just don't view Arizona State as a double-digit win program year in and year out. You know, it's so interesting to hear you say that because we saw South Carolina today get a huge win over North Carolina. And Shane Beamer, after the game, the first-year head coach, they win seven games. He said, I think we can win a, a national championship at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's rhetoric or to believe it. But to your point about Arizona State, if you're winning eight games, nine games, in position in the Pac-12 every year, mm-hmm. then Herm Edwards actually believes he could possibly pull this off for the Sun Devils. And the key to Arizona State is in-state recruiting. Yeah. No matter what people think, they're going to get kids out of California. You know, they have good connections there, but as the state school of Arizona, until you can keep the top three to five kids in state, it's going to be very difficult to win national championships. And unfortunately, they're competing against Alabama, Ohio State. Now you got Lincoln Riley at Southern Cal. So it's a lot of competition for those kids. Now, he didn't turn out to be the Heisman Trophy winner, but Spencer Rattler is a kid from the state of Arizona, from Phoenix. And... You just, it's hard, you know, if you can't get the in state kids to go to your program to win national titles. Yeah. So let's see how they fare here. Again, 14 and a half years. You see the number and the, uh, the they're just total. up against it here. They don't play anything remotely like Wisconsin. The Badgers. Not that physical, that big across the board, that kind of attention to detail. When you look at the Pac 12 conference, that's a skill player conference. They play the game in space. Everybody's got a little hurry up offense, this you know, gimmick. This is like line up, buckle up your chin strap. Hey, get back up, buckle up your chin strap again. 
That's what it is for Wisconsin and Paul Chris. That's for sure. To that, to that end, for Wisconsin, they got off to the slow start this year. They lose to Penn State uh, in week number one. And really, Graham, Graham Mertz just seemed out of sorts mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. Do you think that Paul Chris dummied it down for Wisconsin to could really have a stellar second half of the year, right? And then all of a sudden now, we don't talk about Graham Mertz anymore being the turnover machine that he was. They get back to the formula that is, to your point, physical football defensively, run the football first, and then if you have a quarterback that make, can make some plays, great. But we're not going to ask him to make a ton of plays. Well, I just think it comes from having job security. And, you know, you, when you don't have that kind of pressure on your job, then you can have patience. And so Graham Mertz is the highest-rated quarterback, maybe recruit ever, to attend the University of Wisconsin. But he has not produced at that level, at least up to now. But he's still a very young player. In most instances, they would have benched him, went to somewhere else, because right. the guys are playing for their job. Like, Paul Chris knows his job is safe. He knows he has a good football team. You know, we lost a couple games early because of bad quarterback play, but we still believe in the kid. And next year we'll tell if that was the right decision. Because allowing Graham to develop and mature, now you get a guy that has a lot of experience coming back next year. And maybe some of that potential people saw coming out of high school turns into a Big Ten championship. You know, because Michigan's graduating a whole lot of people. Kenneth Walker's gone at Michigan State. Mm -hmm. All those receivers have left Ohio State. So, I mean, you could be sitting there with a team that returns a lot of players and a quarterback that's ready to take you to a title. We'll and, see. And to that point, because we write off teams when they lose early in the year, mm-hmm. Wisconsin's still had a nice year at 8-4 and four here. So. And, and I tell people this. When has anybody won a Super Bowl undefeated? Like, it's hard to win every game. I did it. We did it at Tulane. But it's hard <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Not everybody can do what you did down there with the Green Wave. Hey, Sean, it's going to be a real treat when we come back at the top of the hour. We're going to have Matt Hayes join us and talk all things okay. college football. Cannot wait to chop it up with Matt. Come on back. It's the nightcap. Just getting the crank started. Arizona State on the move. They've got a first down now at about their 35-yard line. We'll keep you updated. Zach Dean is the lone bowl game remaining tonight. It's the nightcap right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 